Welcome back, everyone, to the Comics Annihilation Podcast. Thank you for joining me for a new episode. Today, we're going to be talking about Joel Kinnaman's Silent Night, an interesting premise for a movie where it is an action revenge film, but with no dialogue. But before we get into anything like that, if you haven't already, go ahead and follow me on my Instagram at TCAPSHOW. That is where I post movie uh, news and my short reviews. But if you're impatient and you don't want to wait for me to post my reactions to a movie, go ahead and head to Letterboxd and follow me there at TCAPSHOW, T-C-A-P-S-H-O-W. That is where I put my instant reactions for any movie that I watch. Usually, when I'm coming out of the theater, I'll post my reaction to a movie right on there. So, it'll be sitting there waiting for you to read it. But, uh, it's been a very stacked week. Um, There are a lot of movies that I've seen. There are plenty of movies that are going to come out next week that I'm very hyped for, including... Bradley Cooper's Maestro, who he's going to be starring in and directing, so I'm excited for that. Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon, although it is sitting at a a very low Rotten Tomato score, I'm still excited for anything Zack Snyder, so I cannot wait to watch that one. And then Friday, the big day, where I'm going to be watching Aquaman 2 right after that, A24's The Iron Claw right after that anyone but you so it is going to be a stacked week there are going to be so many episodes throughout the next two weeks i still have to do the boy and the heron one which i cannot wait because that is a top three movie of the year for me but this is a silent night episode but before we get into anything about silent night we are going to be talking about spoilers here so if you have not watched silent night click off Go watch it, come right back, and listen to this episode. But if you do not care about spoilers, you have been warned. But let's head into this. In the first act of the movie, and actually in the very first scene, we uh, we find out that Joel's kid... So, in the movie, there's no dialogue, right? We don't know the main character's name. So, I'm just going to go off of the real-life actor's names that play these characters so like joel kinnaman i'm just gonna call him joel in this movie so joel is playing in the yard with his son right and then there's a drive-by going on with these gang members and a stray bullet ends up hitting his kid i believe somewhere in the chest and he ends up dying and while joel is just in distress uh in complete anger he chases down these gang members and then ends up killing one of them but he gets stopped by the gang leader and that dude ends up shooting joel in the throat uh resulting in him losing his voice and not being able to talk for the rest of his life and then um we move on to act two with uh joel's wife she actually so throughout the time Throughout the grieving process that they've been through, um, Joel, Joel is kind of just like wondering, how, how am I going to get revenge on these fools? And so much to where he's kind of just not giving his wife attention. He's like emotionally neglecting her and resulting in his wife leaving him uh, to go pursue something else. 
Um, and, you know, so basically Joel loses everything. He loses his kid. He loses his wife. So now it's just him and his motive of killing this entire gang. Yeah, he's trying to go after all these fools. And then um, Joel ends up finding some info on the gang members that ended up killing his son. Um, because he went to a police station uh, to talk to Kid Cuddy's character, who is a police officer. And then he ends up finding more information on the gang member. He has like a tattoo that covers his whole face. And then, well, after that, we head on to act three of the movie, where Joel starts training uh, for about a year, a calendar year. He is training, learning how to shoot guns, learning how to... uh, do self-defense he's he's training hard right so that way he is ready he is loaded whenever he approaches these gang members and he just keeps learning and learning and learning he improves his knife skills he ends up actually being a dead shooter when he goes to the shooting range and it's crazy because he's just watching these youtube videos and learning how to fight gang members it's like what the fuck that's fucking crazy and then he has like a bulletproof vest and all that shit and it's kind of cool, but it is a huge portion of the movie where he's just constantly training, 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 and there's no fucking dialogue. So you're just like, okay, so I'm just watching this dude train for the whole movie, basically. Um, but eventually, we get on to like the, I guess you could say, final act of the movie where he finds where the gang members are hiding at, this like warehouse, and he starts taking them out one by one with this Mustang 5.0 that he kept learning how to drift and shit, which was kind of cool, I guess. Um, but he starts taking them out, and eventually Kid Cudi's character, the police officer, shows up and starts shooting everyone as well. So they kind of team up in the end, you know. And they start taking everyone out. They do have a pretty cool hallway scene where Kid Cudi whips out, like, two fucking pistols and starts going, like, starts going ham on everyone. And, well... They finally get to the final guy, the one that killed his son, the dude with the tattoo all over his face. And then, um, well, one person isn't enough. Joel starts uh, trying to shoot him, but he he's just missing and ends up getting shot as well by the gang leader. And then Kid Cudi comes out of nowhere and starts shooting the gang leader as well. So they're basically double teaming him, working together to stop this guy. Because Kid Cudi's character, the police officer, he's also hunting down this exact gang leader because he is the reasoning for many things like child trafficking, tr- uh, drug trafficking, uh, shit like that, you know. And then they uh, they both finally get the gang leader. They end up killing him. And I believe Joel dies from his injuries or he takes his own life. Okay, so I don't, the ending, they left a little bit weird. Because the final scene in the movie is Joel's wife going to a gravestone. And you I don't know if it was the kid's gravestone or if it was Joel's, but there is a note there. And it's written in cursive, so you can't even read it at the end of the movie. But I think it's something about, uh, I hope you take care of yourself, something like that. And then, uh, so Joel's dead. He either died from the injuries he sustained from fighting the gang leader, or he just killed himself because he after all the stuff he's done all after all the killing that he's done he doesn't think that it would be right to just live anymore 
especially after he lost everything. He lost his kid. He lost his voice. He lost his wife. There really was nothing for him to live for. And with all the bodies that he caught, um, he just ended up taking his own life. I like that ending better than him dying from his injuries, so I'll just go with that. But that is the summary of Joel Kinnaman's Silent Night. Now, let's quickly head over to our pros, things that I liked about this movie. And the first one that I got is A plus for creativity. Now, like I mentioned before, this movie has absolutely zero dialogue. Sure that you could hear some police stuff over the speakers, but the characters don't talk. Um, and it was a cool exercise for John Woo, who is the director, trying to make a movie without any dialogue, meaning you have to use different techniques in terms of the camera angles, uh, how the scenes are cut. Uh, the human interaction is probably the hardest thing that you could do. And I thought it was really cool the way he was trying to make the movie, you know, it may not have worked very well, but it was really cool in the way he was trying in terms of uh, using reflections as tales to tell a story. He visually has to tell a story in this movie because there's absolutely no dialogue. And I thought it was really cool. I really liked the creativity. We actually got a movie earlier in the year that did this same concept. Uh, I believe it was, what was it? No One Will Save You? It was an alien invasion story that had no dialogue in it. And I believe the director of that movie executed it to perfection to where you could tell um, that movie didn't need that much dialogue, but it worked. This one is a different scenario, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. But overall, I will give John Woo an A-plus for creativity. I think it's a really cool concept, a revenge story with no dialogue. I think there were very cool techniques that he tried doing to replace the dialogue in terms of the storytelling and progressing with the whole story of it all. Um, but yeah, A plus for effort, John Woo. And another positive that I have for this movie is Joel Kinnaman was great. And while he had nothing to say in the movie because his character doesn't speak, he put on such a good performance with his facial features. Um, that is a huge aspect in terms of acting where... You have to not only have the voice for it, but also the facial expressions. Because if one of them is lacking, you're not going to put up a great performance. And I do believe whenever Joel Kinnaman saw that this uh, this movie was in the works, he probably thought it was a good idea to possibly broaden his acting palette in terms of doing a movie where you cannot talk, but you have to act with your facial expressions. And that is very hard because you got to make one where you're angry. You got to make one where you're grieving, make one where you're happy. Um, and you just have to tell a story with your face. And I believe it was a really cool concept. I believe it most likely helped him in terms of broadening his acting skills, you know, because um, movies like this, you're relying on all your expressions to tell the story and the narrative of the character. So I thought he put up a really good performance. Um, he did everything he could. Uh, but overall, I'll, I'll give that a pro. I really like Joel Kinnaman's performance. But sadly, that's all the things I liked with Silent Night. But let's move on to the cons. The things that I did not like about this movie. And my first one is going to be a very basic revenge story. And I'm going to say basic because it's very basic um not only was it a cheap 
story to do. But a lot of the things are very stereotypical. Like the gang members are all stereotypical. The fact that his kid has to die by a gang member. It's like, um, like it's trying to tell us, oh, watch out for gangs in the neighborhood. It's like, it's, it's very stereotypical. It's very generic. Like one of the things that I love about the John Wick series is how it's able to show us these amazing fights, but also give us an incredible story filled with creativity, um, like world building and all that. Uh, but this one just lacks that. It really does not have a, not even decent at best story. It was just very generic. And I know he was trying to do it mostly with no dialogue because that was going to be like the key thing about the movie. The one thing that's going to grab everyone's attention. Uh, but that doesn't take away from me the terrible story that it had. It was just very generic. A revenge story about a man who loses a child to gang violence and he ends up training to stop all of them. And it's it sounds basic and that's basically the rundown of the movie. It I definitely did not like it. I feel like there could have been a little bit more world building a little bit more character uh, progression, um, knowing the backstory of these characters, what their motives are, what they've been wanting to do. There could have been so much more that could have been utilized in this story. But all that is affected by one major con that I'll talk about in a little bit. But the next con that I had for the movie, no depth to any of the characters. Like, you don't get attached to any character. Maybe Joel. But that's it. Like Kid Cudi, you don't give a fuck about his character. The wife, you don't really care about her. Um, the gang member, you don't give a fuck about. It's like there's no depth to any of them. None of them get explored. You don't know what anyone's motives are. You don't know what makes these people what they are. Um, and it leads you to not care about what they do or what their result is in the movie. Like when the gang leader dies, you're just like, okay. Like you, you don't care at all. And uh, that's one thing that you, you cannot have in a movie is lacking any sort of character development. Like in Wish, one of the main reasons, reasons I hated Wish was because all the characters were so generic and they never got explored. Like Asha's character, you never got to know her backstory besides maybe one scene, but that wasn't even that much. And then for King Magnifico, you barely know his like childhood or his backstory or anything. And you're just supposed to like these characters. It's the same situation here. And I just wish they dove into these characters a lot more. So that way you could at least get some type of attachment. And at least feel like some sort of stakes are at play here. But that leads me to my biggest uh, con for this movie. The thing that ruined the movie for me was the no dialogue. Now, like I said previously, there is a movie that executed this really good. And that was No One Will Save You. But that was a rare exception because... That movie didn't really need dialogue to tell a story. Um, you told it through a bunch of flashback, uh, flashbacks. Um, the actor, Caitlin Deaver, was able to put up a great performance with her sighs and gasps when the aliens were attacking her. It's not the same thing here. Like I said, you're not able to get an attachment to these characters because there's no depth to them. And the reason that there is no depth to them is because they can't talk. You, you don't know what's going on with anything. Like, you don't know Joel's background, what he wanted to do for a career, what he was planning on doing with his kid in the future. All that you're, you don't know because they're not able to talk. And there's so many awkward moments in the movie where, like, his wife 
and uh, Joel are looking at each other and then just go back to crying without any sort of interaction. It's like th- th- in this type of situation in real life, this is not happening. You're going to talk to each other. Sure, you're going to be crying and grieving, but this is not how it works out. And then when it came to Kid Cudi uh, with Joel interactions, they just stared at each other and kept doing what they were doing. It's like, what the fuck is this? It made the movie very awkward, very weird. And it just, this movie needed dialogue to succeed. And without it, it just wasn't good. Um, that, And it goes to show that I'd say around 85% of movies need dialogue to strive. Sure, you'll have your exceptions where you don't even need dialogue. And you can tell it through an actor's facial expressions. But there's a very small percentage of movies like that that actually exists but yeah the dialogue not being in this movie was the biggest con for it and although i thought it was really cool because you're able to explore different techniques on how to tell a story it does impact this movie a shit ton and makes it an unenjoying experience but those are my pros and cons of silent night let's head over to my ranking or not my ranking, my rating and my recommendation for this movie. So I gave Silent Night a 1.5 out of 5. And if you know anything about how my ratings work, if it's a 2.5 or higher, I like the movie. If it's a two, if it's a two or under, I did not like it. And so Silent Night unfortunately falls into the category of I did not like it. And that sucks because Joel Kinnaman's awesome. John Woo, I've heard, is an inspiration for the John Wick films. And I am a huge advocate for the John Wick films. And it just, this movie turned out to be a disappointment. Like, I don't think I'm ever going to watch this movie ever in my life. My recommendation, I would pass on this one. It truly isn't worth your time. It is just a dialogueless mess of a movie. And, uh, well, I don't think a lot of people would like it anyways. But that does it for today's review of Joel Kinnaman's Silent Night. Let me know what you guys think. Are you going to watch this movie? Have you watched this movie? Um, if you did, let me know how you feel because I want to hear other people's opinions on this because maybe some people liked it. Um, and that's the great thing about film is that everything is subjective. Keep your eyes peeled for next week as we have, like I previously mentioned, a shit ton of episode episodes. Uh, early, early next week is going to be The Boy and the Heron review. Then I got Bradley Cooper's Maestro, which I believe comes out Wednesday. Um, so I will watch that one. Then Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon as well. And on top of that, we still got three more movies as well from that. Uh, Aquaman 2, Iron Claw, and Anyone But You. Which will probably come out after next week because of so many episodes, you know. And then... Uh, towards the end of the year, I will be giving my Oscar predictions. So I'm going to go through most of the nomination categories and give my prediction as to who will win the award. And then around the first week of January, I will hold my own TCAP award show, which will be my first ever. So I'm excited for that. Um, There'll be a ton of categories, including best film of the year, Best Actor, Best Supporting Actor, Best Actress, Best Supporting Actress, and a lot more nominations. So hopefully you guys tune in for that one. But that does it for today. I hope you guys like today's review. And well, I'll see you on the next episode.